Backlog Dialogues, the podcast where we dig you out of your backlog before it buries you. I'm John, and joining me as always are the Venitas and Venitas to my Venitas. Can you just call me Venitas so we don't get things mixed up? I'm Jared. <laughs> and I'm Matt. That's that's an awful lot of Venetuses. Yeah, it's a real revenge of Venitas in here, huh? Would you say we have a plethora of Venitas? A smorgasbord of Venitas. I can't be the only one who saw Three Amigos. Uh, maybe. Now. <laughs> I definitely have not seen Three Amigos. I always want to pronounce the word Vanitas instead. but I mean, that's yeah. the correct pronunciation, but it's Vanitas here in Kingdom Hearts. Just like we're going to come across another thing that is pronounced incorrectly, but it's the correct pronunciation for Kingdom Hearts here. Oh boy, pronunciation games. Let's start with Goofy and Donald at the Mysterious Tower. Wondering where the fuck King Mickey is. Yeah. Last we left our hero, uh, Ventus had finished going through his Disney World, so we're going to smash cut to someone else. Yep. And if, if you recall, I believe uh, Ventus had been teleported away by Mickey's warp star, no less. Ah, uh, yes. So is this curvy. the first time we see Goofy and Donald in this game? Assuming you played it the tracks in the order we did, yes. Yes, I believe that's right, because Terra does not have an encounter with Donald and Goofy. He has an encounter with Sora and Riku. So so Ventus really does have a, a fate to meet sidekicks. Yes, he does. Even the, hey. even the main sidekicks. I mean, spoiler slightly, Aqua runs into them, too. But True. But Aqua well, runs into a lot of characters. Aqua has a very important role in a lot of things that you do not understand until you've played everything. <laughs> anyway. There's a huge light explosion outside, and they just assume, oh, that must be Mickey. Yeah, I mean, Mickey teleported away with that warp star. Surely he's come back. But nope, it's Ventus. Yeah, Ventus is just like trying to explain what's going on. Donald and Goofy are just like, no, no, no. Okay, look, we got to take you up to see Yen Sid. This this is too weird. <laughs> this is all wise guy business. We're not going to try to figure this out. Come with us. Yep. Yeah. Also, Goofy is uh, kind of like, oh, boy, this might be a clue where the king is, which is why he what he reports to Yen Sid. And Yen Sid's just like, no. Because he does, he does arrive on Mickey's star, I think. Oh, yeah. So I think it's a good yeah. reason to be suspicious. Yeah, it's a good reason to think so. They still kind of just kind of grabbed this kid and dragged him into a building. Yeah. Yeah, and Sid is just like, no, Goofy, calm the fuck down. This is just another Keyblade Master student. This is Ventus. We got lots <laughs> of these. Yeah, we got a lot of these. I'm just imagining that Goofy is kind of just reacting to the fact that Yen Sid's tower is supposed to be like a very secret and you know, high security place, I imagine. Mm, I don't know if it is. It's hard to get there. So <laughs> maybe, but it's, I mean, Pete's able to get there easily in Kingdom Hearts 2. So maybe it's not that secret. He has Maleficent's help, though. Well, not at that moment. That moment. Not that moment no. Yeah, he's oh, true. He's just fucking around in the middle of nowhere doing nothing. True. Jensen points out to Ventus, you're supposed to go home. It's like, Mickey doesn't follow instructions either. Uh. Yeah, Ventus is bad with going home. Mickey's bad with going home. They have a lot in common. And Goofy <laughs> just has a hard time with Ventus's name. It's not that hard. Uh, Ventilates, Veggie, Ventquist. Just kind of goes through all those. Yeah, Ven just like, no, I don't know where Mickey is. But yes, it does, because he's got magic. He could have done this any time ago. Yeah, there, there was really no need to drag Ventus up here. This just... No need at all. But now that we know, we know that Mickey's in the Badlands and he's kind of in a bad state. He looks hurt and struggling to get up. 
some dark, powerful force prevents us from learning more. Here's a hint. It's probably either Venetus or Xehanort, but... I think he's always said there's a dark and powerful force interfering with my magic. It's definitely not that I was too lazy to look him up before now, and now I don't want to accept blame. <laughs> but deal with that dark force or whatever and, and leave my house. Yeah, Donald and Goofy are already ready to go for the fight, but, like, guys, you probably have, like, only just really gained the combat skills you need. Let's leave it to this untrained kid who isn't even a Keyblade Master yet. That seems okay. Well, at least he actually has a Keyblade. They just have weird shield and staff that work for some reason. Do they even have those at this point? Yeah, they literally summoned them. I was like, I'm his Royal Knights, and I'm his, and I'm his magician. I can't do doubts. So they were both goofy for a second there. Weird. That's fair. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, um, and we'll say Vence says, I don't want to put his friends in danger. I owe Mickey. <laughs> yep. Donald and Goofy are left out in the cold, but, hey, we forged some dealings with him. So, good work. Yep. So I think that was the real point of the scene is just because they wanted to implement Donald and Goofy D-Links. I don't think I ever really use them very much. I use them because I needed to for completion. Ah. So I struggled using D-Links more than almost any other mechanic, so I did use them some, but... D-Links are extremely useful in critical mode before you have a good deck because they will usually give you a better deck than you currently have. But once you're able to build your own, they're just kind of like, okay, I'm going to use Experience 626 in order to level up all these commands and then just use those commands. Whenever I hear D-Link, though, all I can think of is Yu-Gi-Oh! for some reason. It sounds like it's something out of Yu-Gi-Oh! It does kind of. It is. I think it is, actually. See what? Okay, what Yu-Gi-Oh! mechanics are there that sound kind of like D-Link? There is Pendulum Summoning. There's Uh, D-Link. There is... is (laughs) No, dual. That was D-Link for dual links. That's not like a mechanic in in Yu-Gi-Oh, though. There's also right? Dragon Link, apparently, but that's a deck type. I was also thinking of Yu-Gi-Oh 5Ds. That's five dragons. Yeah. I'm not saying it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put all that off to the side and just go to the Badlands to help Mickey. We hit the Badlands and Mickey's out cold on the ground. And Ven has to run up to help. And as he does, Xehanort appears. And we have an important scene here where Xehanort kind of explains his circuitous plan that is nearly 90% complete at this point. Oh, he's making good time. Yeah, that's way more than 25%, which is what you usually do for that meme. Anyway. Yes. Mickey! We meet again, boy. Master Xehanort. Then has a bunch of flashes. You remember like Xehanort sort of kicking him over on the ground, that bit where he was left at Destiny Islands at night. Ah, Yes. You're starting to realize what you lost. Oh, but not for good. You had to lose in order to find. Now it can all be yours again. If you only reach out and take it, reclaim that part that left you. Clash with him. Pure light against pure darkness to forge the ultimate key, the all-powerful Keyblade. It's worth noting that was written with an X as an X apostrophe blade in the subtitles. Uh, they they actually use use the Greek letter Chi, which uh, well, they pronounce key. Well, mm. we're going to go over that in the scene. We don't need to like. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Uh, key blade. Not the key blades you and I carry. And he draws one of those Kai's in the air, like floating like Zemnis did back in Kingdom Hearts 2 with words. Key. A most ancient letter. Some say Chi, but the meaning is the same. Death, a letter that spells endings. And he forms a dark portal above Ven and the unconscious Mickey. And I have the power to make it? 
Ericus knows it too. He knows exactly what you are. The master? Haven't you ever wondered why he never granted you permission to leave his side to grow stronger? Ericus was frightened of you. If you were to learn the truth, realize what you are. He never trusted you. Why else would he keep you within his sight at all times? Yeah, he never let me see other worlds, no matter how much I asked. Go! You could ask the man yourself. Learn the truth, and remember you have a greater purpose. I will never not laugh the fact that even if a, if a Kai is a different letter, it looks like an X, and Xs have been so prominent throughout this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's intentional, honestly. Yep. I mean, we just spent we just spent the last, you know, the last large game fighting, I guess, Kai Enmus. <laughs> no. Uh, Kai Enmus. No. And, and, you know, his berserker buddy, Sai Kai. <laughs> <laughs> A Kyle. And of course, Kion wonders why she had to be Shion. <laughs> Akayan? Putting all the jokes aside, we can go through all 13 we wanted to. Xi'an's the one I actually kind of want to point to, because she's already unusual pronunciation of the letter spell and spelling. Fair. Anyway. It's more uh, of a Chinese pronunciation of, of that. She? Uh, yeah. It's just this nagging doubt there, and Xehanort is so full of things, he insists on using the pronunciation that makes it sound indistinguishable from the normal weapon. Yes. Yep. I think he's doing that just because he's just like, this is what the lore says it is. This is what it has to be. Well, yeah, I, I think it's he does it that way simply for, you know, because he believes it re- represents a like a supersymmetry of reality, more or less. Yeah. Or it's the platonic ideal, like the, the yeah. original for which others springs. Yep. Uh, all keyblades emanate from the keyblade. Ken, it just is so funny when the captures just the meows. He just shouts, we're going to make the keyblade. I do like that Ven just sort of like hangs a bit of a lampshade on. It's just like just that keyblade. It's kind of interesting that he notes that it means death. I guess you could also call this the keyblade of endings, which is kind of what he's intending to do with it. He's intending to destroy everything and remake the world in his image, more or less. That seems accurate. Like in my notes, uh, because I did not want to constantly either type in the Unicode for key or, uh, or copy paste it all the time, I just would write X open bracket Kai close bracket dash blade. <laughs> uh, so every single one of my notes, like, yeah, it's, it's still less keystrokes than either the Unicode thing or the copy paste thing. But it looks pretty fucking silly in my notes. <laughs> yes. Even at this point. Xehanort is still good enough at manipulating and saying the right thing to the right person that even Ventus is just like, damn, you're right. Ericus never did trust me. Yeah. I'm telling you exactly what my plan is, and you're still going to do it. Damn, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) He comes very close. I mean, he says exactly what he wants Ventus to do. At most, he just doesn't say exactly how much he's done to get him to that point. He doesn't quite mention that he's the one who you know, split him into two. It, some people might be wondering at this point what this keyblade looks like. And don't worry, it has an insanity that match the ridiculousness of Yeah, it. we're gonna we're gonna actually oh, yeah. see the keyblade this time. And, <laughs> and trust me, I am so looking forward to describing it. But first we gotta so yeah, Xanor blasts Ventus uh just sort of like into the darkness between worlds and Ven is sort of just floating there in his armor. And I so think we see Mickey get thrown off too, but I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember. 
Yeah, but I think Mickey's like not going to be with us for a bit. He's going to show back up again for the big old brawl and the Keyblade the finale. Like, yeah, but um, yeah, let's go back to the land of departure to confront Ericus. So now we get the lead up to where Terra joined them. Yeah, Ventus lands, and I want to point out, like, I don't know how long he's been away from home in actual real time. In game time, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but in, like, the stories makes it feel like he's been gone for a very long time. Very, it's very unclear. It seems like a lot of stuff just keeps happening. Time flows very strangely in, in a lot of these games. It's a point that gets made later, but time does flow differently between different worlds. That could be part of it. Ericus notes that, yeah, Ben's alone. And he tries to welcome back, and then Ventus just morbs out, calling his home a prison. And mm. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, people. Um, I I know I shouldn't be making Morbius references at this point. I know we we all got past that at the first week of June, and no one cares about it anymore, right? Yeah, you still <laughs> right. yeah you still put in there, man. Eric, you're not supposed to comment on that. Mm. That's the joke. <laughs> this episode is <laughs> going to be coming out sometime. Do a bit of mental math. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 is going to be starting at the beginning of August. Uh, <laughs> no, the middle of August. Um, that's going to be about 14 episodes. Uh, so that's going to be going from... I'm betting January. Yeah, this is probably... Gonna, so this is going to be about... So the, yeah, half a year ago. We were totally over Morbius now. No one cares about it anymore. There's no more internet memes about Morbius now. Right? <laughs> right? Right? Hopefully. I mean, you're the one who's put this put this evil out there, so we know who to blame if it happens. I'm sorry, people. Yeah, let's go on and continue with the scene. <laughs> sorry. Wait, Xehanort. There is a reason the precepts bar us from such knowledge. Why do you seek the Keyblade? Would you blanket all the worlds in darkness, reduce them to nothing? But darkness did cover the world once in legend. We know so little about the Keyblade War. Only that was just the beginning. Amidst that crisis, a precious light was found. It is a curious tale, and one worth exploring. They say ruin brings about creation. So what then would another Keyblade War bring? When darkness falls, will we be found worthy of the precious light the legends speak of? I must have these answers. The Keyblade needs to be forged, and with it, the door to the Keyblade War unlocked. Fool. You would risk an apocalypse out of sheer curiosity. I will never allow it, Xehanort. Not while I live. But once again, you have it all wrong, Ericus. Darkness is a beginning, you see, not an end. At birth, every one of us emerges from darkness into a world of light, do we not? Poetic excuses. Xehanort turns to leave. If words won't dissuade you. Only one thing will. Ericus pulls his keyblade, charges Xehanort, who turns and blasts him right in the face with darkness, leaving what looks like burning his face as Ericus falls to the ground, clutching at his face. Th- that power. Has the darkness taken you, Xehanort? Not your concern. <laughs> so yeah, why the fuck does Ericus trust Xehanort right now? I mean, <laughs> two years later, Xehanort similar saying, my B... Also, yeah, I somehow broke. Also, this kid somehow had his heart broken. The darkness is going. I definitely didn't do it. Can you look after him for me? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I have no idea how that happened. It totally did not happen under my watch. This kid is totally <laughs> not related to anything I've done. I really think that earlier on, Ericus just wants to believe that Xehanort has turned over a new leaf, and then yeah. at this point, Ericus is like, "Shit, I can't really stop him anymore." Yeah. Well, he's 
kicked the can it's, down the road too yeah. much and is now actually confronting the fact that his friend is not who he says he was and is very much in a dangerous state. I understand. I certainly don't want to say you can't forgive someone, of course, but the man blasted you in the face with dark energy enough that it left permanent scars, then said he didn't care what you thought of it. And a, a little bit later, she was saying, look, I might have been a little hasty. Can we talk it out? Yeah. like <laughs> He doesn't even say I was wrong. He said, maybe I said some things I shouldn't have. Yeah, it's... Eric has, Eric, okay, the only thing that's keeping Ericus from being uh, better than Diz is that Ericus is still, like, trying to be a decent person. Diz never did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Ericus believes in the mission. He's trying to go forward with it. But again, this guy says, I'm going to risk destroying the world because I bet after we destroy everything, something better shows up. Yeah. Literally he wants to create Keyblade Ragnarok. At this point, he doesn't trust Xehanort anymore, though, I don't think. He, yes, now, but he trusted Xehanort enough that he he let him observe, told the others they could trust him, and not till this moment where he realizes that Xehanort's <laughs> filling Ven's head. He suddenly goes, oh, so he didn't let it go. He even said as much a second ago, like, Xehanort, he never could let it go, could he? In a, it's a certain sense of evil always triumph because good is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that line at the end, though, not your concern. Yeah, that's the thing. It really just shows that he was he drew his keyblade on Xehanort, and as vague as it is, it really seems like he would have struck him down and got a face full of darkness in response, and Xehanort yep. all but laughed at him, even though he was being stoic. Ericus just has these weird, horrible blind spots that go with his really unpleasant prejudices, too. I think yeah. the best thing about this one, too, is that I think this is yet another way for Xehanort to mess with Ericus because at this point Ericus is the one who drew his keyblade and was resolved to strike him down and and he failed anyway mm-hmm. and you know that that's the sort of thing that Ericus would kvetch about later <laughs> maybe yeah and I do believe that Xehanort for all his weirdness there probably is a small satisfaction in toying with the guy oh yeah oh for sure I'm going to be talking a little bit ahead here, but like once you understand how the relationship was before all this went down, it's kind of like if it wasn't for the fact that uh, your friend is dabbling in dark powers and actually doing really scary shit. This also is just kind of like, yeah, I guess it's kind of how it's always been for us, too. Xehanort is kind of, I think, just in general uh, at this point, he loves to manipulate people. He likes to have people dancing in the palm of his hand. He loves it. he, we even saw a terror story. He likes speaking in half finished statements just to have brag go. But what does that mean? Like, just he loves, he always wants to be the smartest guy in the room and make sure you know it. Yeah. And he also wants to show off all his lore knowledge. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, <laughs> just like, like, literally, his entire speech there was just, look, I saw this really cool thing in the lore and I want to make it happen. <laughs> and so I'm going to go full comite on this. So when we come back to our timelines intersecting with uh, Terra's for now, where we have Ericus resolving not to fail again and drawing his Keyblade on Ven. The Keyblade can't exist. Like, I am left with no choice. You must exist no more. Yep. <laughs> and he, he is kicking himself a little because he's talking about how he can't fail again. But it's still the fact that he's capable of this is not OK to me. It's kind of interesting that the plot of Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi 
and Ericus kind of intersects in this way. But it is worth noting that for Luke, that was the wrong choice. Like when he when he moves in that way, now he's unable to to take such uh, preemptive cruel action. The even the thought of doing so causes so much misery in that story going forward. Mm-hmm. Terra and Ericus have a fight. Just as Ventus watches, we don't get to interact with anything in here this time. Because I recall Terra throws him through a portal. Yeah, this is where the story intersects with Terra's. Ventus is forced out of a portal and he ends up on Destiny Islands. But unfortunately, also on the island is Vanitas. Yeah. <laughs> Vanitas is actually up on the bridge between the islands. No one from Destiny Islands is visible in any part of the scene for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's just these two and Vanitas is Morbin. I'm so sorry, people. I'm so sorry. I know we're over it. I just it, this episode is recorded at this time and we need to be done with it. Right? <laughs> yes, I agree. You do. So, so Vanitas is horny to fight and won't let Ventus storm off. Yeah, yeah. that's probably a better way of saying it. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vanitas just goes for a mental attack. So that causes Ventus to recall a fight against a horde of Neo Shadows where he was training under Xehanort. Which proves that Heartless did exist earlier, which I guess makes sense, but we didn't have any proof of it. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I think Heartless are like actually existed beings. They're a natural phenomenon, Generally, yeah. it's the emblem ones that are artificial yeah. and the emblems were made essentially to uh, to harness their power, more or less. Or to swell their ranks, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Or to just like kind of control them. Uh, or to prove that you could. Yeah. Proof, like, or for kicks. Or for kicks. Yeah, or for Lots kicks. Like just, just to sort of like put a tag on them and say, this was mine. Anson was here. <laughs> I made this. <laughs> I made this. I'm just imagining that doesn't mean. Anson was here. Oh, Xehanort was here. Ericus is a loser. No, no. Anson was here. Anson's a big jerk is what he's ready to tell. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no, Anson has to. Oh, Anson is a big. OK, Anson was here. Anson is a jerk. Yeah, because Anson Seeker of Darkness is the one who's doing most. Yeah, of yeah, this, yeah. Though. Yeah. Anyway, but which, yeah, which uh, is pretty funny that he bases villain persona either on his complete mental confusion or because he has hated his boss that much. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, uh, Neo Shadows jump at Ventus. He's left unconscious. And yeah. this is the point it's where Xehanort's just yeah. like, fuck this shit. I'm just going to pull all the darkness out of this kid and leave him. The thing is, he's up there going, you should fight better. No, that's wrong. Yeah. No, uh, that's not right either. It's just, he's like, come on, come on, give it to the fear and pain. That's the awesome way. And so he basically just goes up to Ventus. Uses his keyblade to extract all the darkness. Empty creature from Ventus Riven. To you, the name Vanitas shall be given. <laughs> I always rhyme on a dime. Yep. <laughs> it's, the funny <laughs> thing is, Vanitas forms in his his uh, dark Riku muscle suit. He's clearly not wearing his helmet, but they keep the camera down low, so you only see him from the neck down until he forms the helmets. Ventus breaks out of his little flashback, and Vanitas is just like, oh, I'll give you a reason to fight. Come to Keyblade Graveyard. <laughs> I'm going to kill your friends. Yep, I'm going to kill your friends. That's going to be great. Going to choke the life out of them. Come on, we'll make a day of it. Yep. So, yeah, he disappears to the darkness between worlds. Ventus is just, like, looking at his Wayfinder. Swears he's going to put an end to this. And he flies off, never meeting Sora. Never meeting Sora. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Obtain the lost memory Keyblade. Obtain Xehanort's report number nine. We Keyblade Masters have a special gift. We can extract a heart, be it our own or that of another. By continuing this cycle, it is possible to remain in the world of the living forever. As a boy, 
I dreamed of seeing the farthest reaches of the world. If I only went far enough, there had to be a world out there in which no one had ever before set foot. And now I know of just such a world. If I become the first to open Kingdom Hearts' door, I can create the next world in which light and darkness exist in perfect equilibrium. So there I stood, with vast knowledge in one gnarled, dying hand and newfound purpose in the other. The next step was clear. I needed a new vessel. And that was when I met Ventus and made him my pupil. We were destined to meet, and I could sense the potential within him. But the boy was too benign for his own good. I came to the conclusion he was too frail to serve as a vessel, and decided to use him for a second purpose I had in mind. I removed the darkness from his heart and split him in two. Then I would have my heart of pure light and my heart of pure darkness. Yay, that explained everything that just happened. Pretty much, yeah. It's like, I do like he's spending all his time saying, I need a new body, but this kid's a wimp. Yeah, well, like, I need a new body. I don't know what I'm going to do with this kid, because this kid's probably not going to be a good body. Um, but I don't know, I'll just split him in two. Unethical experiments. Yeah. So yep. do all Keyblade Masters know how to steal bodies? Because he kind of says, oh, okay. like, we extract our own hearts. Yeah, I think the... What he's implying is that this is like actual stuff that Keyblade Masters like know about when they're at the highest level of the Keyblade uh, cult. But most of them have the ethics to not do that. Yeah. And then Sora just sort of figures it out automatically when he's like uh, trying to save Kyrie. Well, mm. wasn't that equally the Keyblade? It's so self powered because it was the because it was the Keyblade at heart. I guess. But also, like, this is a thing that Keyblade Masters can just do. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, again, the Star Wars references where, you know, the Sith could do all sorts of awful things with the force. And technically, the, you know, the the Jedi could do all those same things, but it's the ethics that stop them. We give you a seat on the land departure, but we do not confer to you the rank of Keyblade Master. <laughs> oh, that's sort of Oh, yeah. But, you know, it happens. So, yeah. Let's go to the Keyblade Graveyard and finish this one. Yep, we'll yep. see the same, unfortunately, limited map as before. The place is wonderful atmosphere, but not much else. Yeah, Ventus draws his Keyblade and just says, friends forever, as he steps forward in the Keyblade Graveyard. Yep. And another, another report. Yep, uh, right there in a treasure chest just sitting in the middle of nowhere, there's Xehanort's report number 12. Boy, John, you're not getting much of a rest on this voice. Are you kidding? This voice rules. This is the most fun I've had this entire podcast. <laughs> and I've been having a lot of fun on this podcast. The time has come. I have received word from Ericus that his pupils are to become true Keyblade Masters. Terra and Aqua. They will be easy now to lure into the outside world. But Ventus, I will get nowhere without him. Venetus can feel some of what Ventus feels. And he says Terra is the key. Ventus has loved Terra like a real brother ever since he let him keep his old wooden keyblade. It seems we have found a loose thread at which we can tug to unravel Ventus's heart. The first step is to get Terra alone. And then we need to plant the seeds of doubt in Ventus. Let him carry the faint light as he chases his brother into the darkness. Let the darkness make his light stronger. Then let the light deepen the darkness. And when the two finally meet is where the stuff of legends will become real. Just emphasizing that 
uh, Xehanort planned literally this the events of this entire game. <laughs> he's like, he's just been sitting around waiting for this to happen. And then he's just yeah. like, and then he wrote it all down. Yep. <laughs> and hid it in treasure chests and gave one to <laughs> wait. Merlin did have one, right? He has one in Aqua's timeline. We're not going to. So I, again, I, I, if we, if we, if we choose to look at this from Watsonian inside the world viewpoint of things, it's basically, you could say that it's him proving again that he's smarter than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. It's one of those things where you have to decide yourself how diegetic it is. If it's actually, if it's for the player as opposed to for the characters. Um, it's hard to say with that one, actually. It's really hard to say, like, especially because, yeah. like, uh, we've had before instances of just, like, reports just being put into our pocket after a fight. And the like, Kingdom Hearts 1, the report was mentioned as the existing thing, but not since. Oh, boy. It's, it, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The, the, I, I tend to think that, like, they might know them, uh, know that they exist, but they... They just kind of assume that the character now knows that thing when you get them or something. Yeah. I, I, but it doesn't really even know. do that much. I have no idea if there's any assumption that the player has read the reports that they get uh, or if the characters have read the reports that they get. Like, it might just be for the player. But at the same time, it shows up in the journal. Yep. Well, which is something the, that the character is writing or Jiminy is writing, depending on the... So Jiminy read it, nobody else. <laughs> Jiminy... What the fuck, dude? <laughs> I'm busy figuring out why my journal's so weird, boys. God damn it. So, so is that a good Jiminy, by the way? Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> only it's got this troll in this friendly voice. I'll go for it. Let's go to the crossroads of tragedy. So, second <laughs> verse, same as the first. Yep, it is the exact same scene. We really um, don't even and, and throughout the main part, the 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 initial gathering, the conversation and the first part of the cutscene battle. It doesn't even change perspective until we hit the point where where um, where Ven is taken out of the fight. We kind of understand this time why Ventus is asking for Terra and Aqua to put an end to him now yeah. a lot more. The Keyblade is all this on his mind. He's seen a lot of shit in the last few hours. So, like, it kind of makes sense where he's just, like, put an end to me. Just before it all goes down, Xehanort and Vanitas mostly just wipe the floor with them and separate them. Yep, the fight happens again the same. It gets to the point where Terra lands in front of Xehanort and Ventus tries to save him. And then Ventus is frozen by a black and dark energy and thrown off the cliff. Aqua catches him, and then and then Xehanort summons the blue kingdom hearts in the sky as Mickey yeah. approaches. Yep. But then we get a new scene. Yes, our perspective now leaves Terra. We're not going to see any more of what happens to him in this route, especially if we go on the route. We've already known what happens there. So now we're going to see Aqua and Ven. Yeah. Uh, so Aqua is cradling Ven, and then out of fucking nowhere, who shows up but Bragg? <laughs> what the fuck? Where did he come from? He went off and got himself that nice, that nice eye patch. Yeah. Like, and so I guess we want to kind of do this scene a bit because it's kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> is this? Ooh. No, actually, let's save it for next time for um, Aquas. Like, yeah, Aquas, because this is more yeah. Aquas scene. Bragg is there, the brag, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. you don't have a grand role to play. Terra's going to summon the darkness, and you're going to be dead. Yep. And then Aqua kicks his butt. <laughs> yeah, Aqua just has a fight with Bragg. Bragg loses because surely he's not important. He's just a random guy fighting her Keyblade wielder, and he's mm. just like, he- I shouldn't fight Keyblade masters. Yep, but he's also only there to buy time, which is also what happens for Ventus. He's now had enough time to break free of the ice. 
just in time to see Vanitas show up. And Vinius, uh, Vinius drops behind Aqua and, ba- and basically backstabs her. Yeah, um, Aqua falls down as Ben's trying to struggle to regain strength. And like it's hard, it's hard to say how deadly a keyblade strike is in one shot, but Aqua's clearly down and out. He's even Vanitas is going to pierce her heart with his blade. Yeah, and like so, just as Vanitas can punch his blade down into Aqua, Ventus is on his feet, ready to fight, and it's time for Ventus versus Vanitas. And for me, Thunder Surge dot deck easily wins this fight. <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've been promoing this fight for for many events now. It just seems like it's going to be a squash match. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, it's this. This is the easier fight, though. I've also done a lot of side stuff at this point in my playthrough. So like, it makes sense to me that that Vanitas's like signature element is thunder, though. So no, no, no. <laughs> Well, it's more wind, actually. Sorry, Ventus's signature <laughs> element is thunder. No, okay, no. It's not that his signature element is uh, thunder or anything like that. Um, the thunder surge is broken. Yeah, Thunder yeah. Surge is the best attack in Earth by Sleep by far. It is. It has a huge amount of invincibility frames. It goes a very long distance. It does a lot of damage. It charges Pete's stupid machine in one shot. Yeah, like <laughs> um, like like all I can say about Thunder Surge is that a deck of Thunder Surges and Kiragas will win you most every fight in this game, other than the very hardest ones. And even then, it's probably still the best yeah. thing you can have in those fights. And honestly, since it's large single hits, it works pretty well against Vanillas' normal echo moves. He's fighting the same way he did as before. But if you can actually do a lot of damage, even his after stuff is kind of like not that big of a problem. Well, I was just saying, because you're one hitting him rather than comboing him, you're less likely to get hit in the uh, after images, too. Yeah, yeah. Thunder Surge is built pretty well for that. Yep. So, yeah, after the fight, uh, Vanitas just has a thick aura of darkness around him. And we realize, oh, maybe he threw the fight or at least held back enough to see what happened. And I want to do these lines because <laughs> they're fun. You've done it, Ventus. And we see the mass melt from behind, so we don't yet see his face. Now that my body is about to perish, you and I will have to join together. As the camera pulls back, in shock, Vanitas has the face of Sora with the same hair, only colored black, and with, I think, veins on his face? No, no veins, just uh, black hair. Like, it is a black-haired Sora. That's all it is. In case you haven't figured out yet why Haley Joel Osment is doing an evil Sora voice for Vanitas, now you know. Kicks? Yep. Yeah. But it's definitely recognizably Sora. Yeah. Yep. As I recall, they don't really have a strong reason why he has Sora's face. Oh, there actually is a strong reason, but you don't get it until Kingdom Hearts 3. I thought I thought even the creators of Sora said what we thought it was we thought it would fit and the, we wanted to give the voice actor a villain role. Maybe they maybe they justified okay, it later. That's the reason outside of the game. Eventually, they will work in a reason in the story because that's how story writing works. You don't actually plan things out. You you make questions and you answer them later. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> the reason for the question can be pretty fun to point out, too. Yes. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, a ring of darkness envelops Ventus and Unverse just sort of pop up all over the place. And because Vanitas is an absolute asshole, he's the reason why you've been fighting these stupid things. Yeah. He's the source of Unverse. Yeah, you say how Unverse have just come from his emotions. You know, Heartless are the the primordial darkness affecting the hearts of living thing, while nobodies are the the nature of pouring the vacuum that's left behind and forming something around it. Unverse are literally just the negative un- emotions of one angry boy that was created from the pure darkness from a very good boy. Yeah, so this one angsty teen had a bad day and he made a bunch of edgelord monsters. It's like he was writing them down. One angsty boy who just absolutely abhors cutscenes. <laughs> oh, that's Jack Final Fantasy. No, I mean, remember, he's been trying it for a bit now. He even cut off Aqua while Brig was talking to her. So. Good point, good point. 
But unfortunately, now as he reaches his goal, he himself indulges in the cutscene. Like he just his black portal is just forming all sorts of unversed, and then he just makes them go away. And because this is a JRPG, and we've been doing this before, uh, the unversed were a ploy to strengthen Ventus, and because even when they're destroyed, their negativity just flows right back into Benitas. So everything we were doing is wrong again. Yeah. So basically, they would just respawn from him. So that just made the whole thing really pointless. We've established that Vidius hates cutscenes and the Unverse hate cutscenes. And now we know why they do. Oh, shit. You're right. Throughout the game, Vidius would say they're talking again. Get him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> OK. That explains everything, actually. <laughs> That actually makes me think, though, that, you know, like actually in the Xehanort report earlier, we had the whole thing where, you know, let the darkness make his light stronger, then let the light deepen the darkness. He's talking about making making Ventus gain levels so he can actually have a fight with Vanitas. Yep, you're absolutely right. Ventus was such a soft boy that we knew what darkness it was. What was left? It's not like it was the minimum of him, but it was the weakest parts, unfortunately. Yep. So we had to make this part stronger. Yeah. And uh, he's still a good person, of course. It's just he honestly was too peaceful. Yep. Vanita steps forward. A brilliant sphere of light envelops him and Ventus. And the earth just sort of, like, it explodes, cracks the earth. A pillar of light erupts. As we call in Terra's root, Xehanort declared that that was the forging of the Keyblade. And thus we enter a dive to the heart. Ventus is standing on a stained glass picture of Vanitas and himself. As we recall, it's rather yin-yang. Yes. Yes, it is. It's like it's very much beyond symbolic. Yeah. And usually when you have a dive to the heart, it usually means that you're either at the beginning of the game of of a Kingdom Hearts game or somebody is having a near death experience or something similar. Or at least an identity attack. Like if, for example, of course, Sora and Roxas, that took place because it, it seems to take place inside the soul. Yeah. And I think it's probably the closest parallel. In fact, what we had before... We had the sleeping Ventus that dived to the heart where like, he laid against the side and there were images there. And now half that has been turned red. Vanitas is, as I said, yin yang, like in a reverse position. And the pictures behind have become red ones, including a pair of cross keyblades over a, what looks like a shield. It's just it's like it's been it's corrupting. Yep. Uh, and also, so he has a prototypical keyblade now, right? <laughs> yeah, he has. He has a corroded keyblade to describe yes. it. So, so let's describe what the keyblade is. Who wants to go first and try to explain? I'll be glad to throw my hat in the ring. Okay, go ahead. Imagine two keyblades, like just two normal kingdom keys. They're crossed, and the uh, like the outer um, arm guards are touching so that they make like a center handle you hold on to. And at the point where they cross. Lots of spikes of metal shoot out. And then there's them from between their two blades, this huge fucking buster sword sticks out, going about twice the length of the keyblade before it. And it looks like it's made of hard light as well. Yeah. Uh, I would describe it as the edgiest weapon design in all of Kingdom Hearts. And amusingly, because it's incomplete, as Vanilla's about to tell us, it's all got this, this weird rusty model color to it. There's like little chunks missing from the blade. It literally just seems like someone's been scraping against a rock till it got beat up. Before they fight, they have one more scene. Our union was not finished. The Keyblade shouldn't stay broken like this. Join me now and we can complete the Keyblade. I've got a better idea. How about I destroy you both? <laughs> the Keyblade is made of your heart too, idiot. If you destroy it, your heart will vanish forever. Whatever it takes. 
anything to save Terra and Aqua. Huh. It's always about your friends, isn't it? At least I have some. I've become a part of their heart, just like they've become a part of mine. My friends are my power, and I'm theirs. By the way, can I say, you doing Vanillas in your full high Sora voice is hilarious to me, because yes. he actually does pitch down a fair bit, but just the music, you're going full evil Sora, and I love I that. have to. It's the only way I can distinguish him from my Axel voice, really. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, it's time for round two of Ventus versus Vanitas. And I, I have multiple notes for this fight, but... But we, we do have to note that, of course... Of course, Ventus has to say, my friends are my power. Oh, yeah. It's it's obligatory. It needs to happen at least once per game. And this is a very good instance of it. As I recall, we we do see some of the outside what this fight looks like. And a lot of it is Ventus standing there with his eyes closed while all this is happening inside. (laughs) My first note for this fight is this track is my favorite track in all of Kingdom Hearts. It is called Unbreakable Chains. And it is amazing. It's a really good one. It's a brutal piano melody. It uses all the main characters. It starts with Ventus's theme, which falls into no, it the with original. Venus's theme. It starts with Venus's uh, yes. theme, Enter the Darkness. Which has been his boss theme up till now. And then it cuts yeah. over to Ventus's theme. And then uh, suddenly we get the other promise for Roxas. And finally we get the original Sora's theme. And they're just kind of woven into this very minor, very driving piece. It's a very good medley. When I realized what was going on in this track when I was listening to it again while researching this pod, I was just like, holy fuck, there is so much in this one song. Like, this is, this is like Yokoshima Mura just like running away with a really good idea and understanding the point of the scene that is going on right now. It's ramifications both up to this point in Kingdom Hearts and everything that's going to follow and just like nailing it. And on that note, I also want to point out this fight is the peakest of fiction and Kingdom Hearts is an absolute most Kino. Like, <laughs> this is the direct center of Kingdom Hearts if you're playing the series in release order. Like, if you, yeah. and if you think about it as a, if you think about Kingdom Hearts as an epic myth, which it is, that makes this moment the entire point of Kingdom Hearts. Every moment has built to this. Every moment after stems from this. Like, this it is, is. This like, is the fulcrum. Yeah, like the the series pivots on this. Whether the events that happen here influence massive amounts of everything that comes after. Well, that's why the the, the title has birth in it, right? So, like, it is it is the like at the I need to like gather my thoughts because I'm just super excited about this. Like, this is um, <laughs> really why Birth by Sleep is one of my favorite stories in this series, and. Because so much thought was put into it, and like the way the game is written, where it is ex- expects you to Terra first, then Ventus, then Aqua, makes this point also the central point of your uh, path through this game. It's really cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, the stakes of the entire series, the forging of the Keyblade to make Kingdom Hearts, are just sort of like built in the scene. It's like the the fight starts as just a more intense version of what we've been doing so far. No real extra elements yet. Yep. And the, so the second half of the fight would be cool. But unfortunately, as my final note, the second half of the fight is poorly implemented, which detracts from how cool this all is. Yeah. And like <laughs> it, that's sort of like the duality of Birth by Sleep for me, where like I have so many things I want to pog out about for the story. But the gameplay is miserable at yeah. times. Absolutely miserable. So Ventus is clearly on a path where he will destroy himself for this. Vinius responds by shattering the heart station. Yeah, like like we've seen the 
We've seen uh, characters going around on the stained glass windows of their hearts. We've Twilight seen Thorn this- picking it up, moving it, just yeah. flipping you off it, but he never damaged it. Yeah, this is the yeah. first time that the sh- stained glass of the heart is just completely shattered and ter- forms to a sea of scattered yeah. glass. Like, and it, then you fight in the in the shards of glass. In, in the yeah. void. It's so cool looking, and unfortunately, it, in order to win, you have to match Vanita's commands with your own yeah. and do very annoying reaction commands. Because to make things even crazier, you've 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 switched into a D link command deck, and that key that that deck is Vanitas. Yes, it's like and like semiotically, it's wonderful. The idea is they're now so close that you're drawing on his abilities to stop him. Yeah, and you're countering them one for one. It's great anime. Narratively, but, it's great. Yeah, but it's hard to do. It's hard to do, and you need to get to the last word finisher, which has a chance of missing because Vanitas still does his fucking uh, blink die dodge. <laughs> I do love the name last word on that finisher, though. And basically, you're you're hitting him with like the the, the attacks. They're like they're doing streak attacks at each other as well as like a beam war. It's yeah. very much. It's just so anime. Yeah, it's yeah, really, it's really cool. But again, the gameplay does not come up to the level of the what's going on on screen. It's basically they're going they're, they're striking back and forth. You're having commands there, but you have you if you use the wrong command, nothing happens. Doesn't build up, and your health will slowly go down further and further. I, I do think it's one of the coolest you know sequences and you know command gauge finishers or command finishers that there is. Like I think I guess it's a tradition by now that you know towards the end of any Kingdom Hearts games, there has to be some really spectacular reaction commands. Oh, yeah. And, and last word is cool. He basically does an Omni Slash combined with a thrown strike raid, catches the blade, and then just goes right at Vinitas for, for a final stroke. If it hits. Yep. If it hits. I'm sorry. I'm, so I know Birth by Sleep has a, has a lot of fans, and I know it's probably like considered by many to be the best game in the series, but I cannot forgive how bad the gameplay is in Birth by Sleep. <laughs> like... I, and I know the command deck system has a lot of fans. I don't like it. It is not good. It is not improved when it's like is mixed with also bad enemy AI, which is what Vanitas has. <laughs> Sorry, I have a I have a very toxic relationship with this game. If you can't tell. <laughs> so after we win that fight, Vanitas loses hold of the Keyblade. It looks a little bit weird. I, they're trying to treat it like you're in zero G, so you can't control your momentum, though they were zipping around. So the keyblade, he kind of loses his grip on it. it. It slowly floats away a little bit at a time while he's wildly reaching for it until he just kind of weakly struggles and then he closes his eyes and floats off. Yep. The keyblade shatters into fragments of light, as does Ventus's keyblade. Um, like, Venetus just becomes a spectrum of flickering lights and, yeah, is. Stained glass falls to the stained glass four, which is now which re- dark. Like yeah, well, no, it's actually glowing white, and then it reforms in the Ventuses, mm-hmm. the with no longer just like the backgrounds of the wayfinders are no longer just green. They are the color of all three friends. Yeah, and then Ventus himself just sort of evaporates into motes of light. Yep, Ventus's heart starts to rise within that light, and we receive Thanos report number ten. <laughs> Yep. Zayadar, I you really think you're welcome here right now. <laughs> I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> As was to be expected, Ventus lacked the constitution for such an ordeal. I was able to remove the darkness inside him and create Venetus, a heart of pure darkness, but Ventus drifted into the clutches of sleep. 
Ventus's heart of pure light and Venetus's heart of pure darkness. If both could be made strong enough to one day clash, I know the Keyblade would be forged. But Venetus took too much of Ventus's heart. From that fracture, I could see the last of Ventus's light was slipping away. The boy deserved a place to spend his final moments peacefully. And what should come to mind but my own boyhood home? My legs took me there unbidden. And as I stood there on the same beach where I had made my choice so many years ago, I thought, not a single thing has changed. Here, in this quiet world, time marches in place. Content that Ventus would find peace here, I started to walk away. But just then, the boy held up his keyblade. The light within him had not died. He wrote a report about the start of this game. Yeah. Can yep. I just say that's such false empathy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I will definitely. It's it's a kind thing I do to the boy I murdered by putting him in a place which is nice and peaceful so he can die slowly. And like, nope. I mean, I do kind of like buy his sentimentality when he returns to Destiny Islands here. Like, that makes sense. We do know also, this is, I think, the first time we found out that Destiny Islands was is an important place for Xehanort as well. Yeah. Like, and I think it's sort of like implied by the uh, scene at the start of the game where we do see a much younger Xehanort looking out o- across the uh, waters yeah. and then he morphs back into older Xehanort. Yeah, well, at least you didn't say morphs back into. You missed my joke, huh? I did. I, 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 heard, I heard your it. joke. I heard your joke. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry, listener. We are we are not going to do this again because we are all over morphing. We're all over it, right? Oof. Right? Yes. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> So, yeah, but also he said something about being like being back there. Nothing had changed in the original scene as well. But I actually find myself thinking of Doctor Who, where he at one point a Ninth Doctor mocked a character, a villain, for saying, well, I let the person live. Oh, all killers do that. Like one thing reminded you. It's how you get to pretend to yourself that you're still human by pointing to the so-called good act. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, and I mean, we we've gotten a few p- pictures of Xehanort from these reports that make him feel like, yeah, this is what Riku could have become if he didn't actually go down a, the path to the dawn, like he decided to like mm-hmm. Riku could have gone on the same way. Riku dreamed of going into different, different worlds. If Riku had decided to go all in on the lore instead of having a good boy help him along, maybe things could have been different. Well, Xehanort had Ericus, who meant well, but I can't call him a good boy. No, Ericus is not a good boy. <laughs> I'm still kind of, uh, Surprised at the fact that Destiny Islands is apparently Xehanort's quote-unquote boyhood home. Well, it has that really important-sounding name. Mm-hmm. It's the Islands of Destiny. Everyone yep. who has an important destiny comes from here. Wait, what does that say about Titus, Waka, and Selfie? Their destiny <laughs> is to be in other games. Yep, exactly. And Selfie's destiny is to be a comic relief character. Sorry, Selfie. Selfie, you're actually the best character in Final Fantasy VIII, too. Yeah, but so. the plot doesn't really treat her very well. It doesn't I know. rule to her. It just kind of takes her for granted. I mean, it's not as bad as it treats Quistus. Uh, <laughs> like, like Quistus is just totally mistreated by that game. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough talking about games that aren't Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. <laughs> let's talk about the let's go into the ending of the yeah. Ventus route. Is in the in the darkness between worlds, we see Aqua and Ven in armor, uh, just kind of both clearly floating, not moving, hand in hand. Yeah, Mickey appears, takes Aqua by the hand, and uses the Star Shard to teleport the two away to safety. And then we switch back to Ventus, uh, still diving, like falling into darkness. Like now it has, but now it looks like water, with the sound of water bubbles and so forth. Yep. And he is awakened by something he remembers: a warm heart. And he remembers that he's been there before. 
Credits roll. Wow, that was a lot. Yep. Yes, it was. They Jeez. they backload all of the lore stuff. Like, oh gosh, that's a that's a big episode right there. But yeah. I love it. Tara doesn't get to see any of the plot. He just kind of gets pulled around. Ventus oh, sees all the plot, but he doesn't get any chance to to, to uh, do anything about it to the very end. So yeah. he gets the knowledge, but none of the choices. Tara had most of the choices, but no knowledge. So starting next week, we're going to go back for one more time, go through Aqua's route and understand why, even though she doesn't actually like seem like she's a big player here, she's the most important character in this game. Yeah. And we see why she definitely deserves the respect. That's why she's the Keyblade Master. Then until next time, I'm Matt. I'm John. I'm Jared. And remember, a good story is best enjoyed with friends. Thank you for listening to Backlog Dialogues. If you're enjoying our deep dives and discussions, be sure to leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. If you're really enjoying our deep dives and discussions, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash backlog dialogues. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find our archives at backlogdialogues.com. Special thanks to Eli for our theme song. Kingdom Hearts and all associated trademarks are the property of Disney and Square Enix. Please support the official release. Total sidebar, by the way. I have found myself doing Xehanort poses, doing all the Xehanort lines, just because, like, I don't think I can not do that while doing this voice. I'm imagining the outstretched, the the, the hand up, palm outstretched up one. Yeah, I'm doing that one hand behind the back. I'm doing both hands up, uh, just like any kind of evil villain pose I can. I'm doing that when I do Xehanort's <laughs> voice. So. Does he do steeple fingers ever? Uh, he does not do steeple fingers ever. I do blame the animation for that, though. <laughs> But yeah, his most common is one hand behind the back, other hand out, motioning in front. He he hand talks all the time. Oh, he does. He he gesticulates all the fucking time. It's great. They find Jiminy's journal uh, after after this game, and all it contains is the words "fuck Xehanort." He's not very good at writing that. things down. Yeah. Uh, I think more likely is said, thanks, Ericus. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> not thank Domine, thanks, Ericus. So, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, yeah. I was going for that too, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I honestly just thought that was a bit more cleanly put together. But in the it, thanks it, Obama it, tone, right? I admit it, yes. And from that fracture, I could see the last of the... Uh, from that fact... Uh, sorry. <laughs>